Hello guys and welcome back to Breaking Butterfly. It is your host Maddie and I am joined by Miss Ashley today as well. Say hello. Hello everyone. We wanted to hop on and do a part two of our uh, relationship hotline answering relationship hotline answering questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we did a hotline episode like last week or a little while. Yeah, last seven days ago from today. Beautiful. Seven days ago, we answered your guys' hotline questions about relationships and it was so much fun and we have so many more to answer. So we just had to do a part two and we have some really good uh, submissions from you guys today. I'm excited to dive into them. So I guess we'll just dive right in. Yeah. Which guys, by the way, like I, so me and Ash were just talking and we want to add a new segment to the podcast. Like I just want to have more fun and we're thinking of doing tipsy talks. Yeah. I don't tipsy, know. tipsy talks. <laughs> T- tipsy talks, tipsy girl talks. We're still, we're still playing with the, the name of it, but we kind of just want to come on and like have a drink and just talk about whatever. Like we were just talking about AI. We were talking about the government. We were talking about Ariana Grande. We were talking about whatever. We talk about shows that we watch. And I think it'd be kind of fun to just like chit chat and small talk and or just like talk about pop culture and things going on on the podcast. So if you guys would even be interested in that, please let us know. Because if you're not, like we won't do it. But I think it'll be really fun. I think so too. I think there's some some good to and hey, submit it to the hotline if there's any topics that you're like, we need to hear you guys talk about this. Totally. Yeah. Like I want to talk about music. I want to talk about TV shows. I want to talk about just random stuff. And I know it'll a lot of it will still kind of relate to bettering yourself and because that's just kind of like our way of being and we'll probably relate it in some way to how to like grow. But I think it'd be nice to have an episode just every once in a while that's like it's yeah, it's not centered around like how to be your best self. It's like, let's just talk about what's going on in the world or things we enjoy. And like, it doesn't always have to be so educational, which guys, these episodes won't take away from the episodes that I already do. I just think it'll be a fun addition. So let us know. DM me if you would even listen to that. If you want to, we're probably gonna do it anyway, because it just sounds fun. So <laughs> Okay, let's get into today's questions. There are some juicy ones. All right, first question from the hotline says, how can we normalize living without our significant other if we have already lived with them but would rather live in our own space? How can we be successful at this and help our partner understand without being upset or feel like it would be, quote unquote, going backwards? I love this question. And I love that this is becoming more normalized. Um, Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Like when um, actually when I lived in LA and I was a personal assistant for Hen, she always told me like how healthy it was for partners to live apart. And like I kind of understood, but I kind of was like, like I was always we're conditioned to like think about the nuclear family, right? So when she's like, oh yeah, like we have separate bedrooms or like I was with a partner and like we lived in literal separate houses and we were like married or like fully together. Like it just didn't make sense to me. Like I thought you just had to be with your partner at all times, all the time. So she was kind of the first one that like introduced that thought to me. Um, And I never thought I would actually be experiencing that because at that time I was living with Henry in LA and like oh my gosh we were just like two peas in a pod we do everything together like we spent all our time together and I couldn't even imagine like living in separate houses and then obviously you know like things shifted and I started to see how that could be beneficial but again I never thought I'd actually be like long distance with Henry it's so crazy how life unfolds but if anyone listening doesn't know like me and Henry were together for four years and we lived together and we got engaged, all the things. 
And then we split for a while and I started traveling and then I moved back to Utah and he still lives in LA. So we've literally gone from living together for four years and being engaged to now just being like boyfriend, girlfriend again and living in completely different states. And honestly, like it's it's hard, but I kind of love it. Like I kind of really love it. There's definitely moments where I really like miss him. But for this, like the stage we are at in our lives, like it just works so well. Like he's building his own life. He's building his own goals, his own dreams. I'm doing my own thing. I've never lived alone. Like I met Henry when I was 20. And like this is Ashley's first time living completely alone too, right? Like, yeah. You like need that experience. Like, I really think I would have like missed out on this part of my life and missed out on like a huge part of like creating myself and coming into like my own if I didn't have like this experience of living on my own. So, like, that's been just amazing. We're both like building our own lives, able to do our own things, and then still like spend so many amazing moments together. And I don't know. I sometimes I hate it. But like I kind of really, 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 really love having my own space. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've definitely always and the, yeah, I've definitely always had a lot of respect for couples or partners that live separately, because in my mind, what a healthy relationship looks like is two people who are living their very own very best lives that get to come together at either the end of the day or they get to share aspects of their life together. I think something that we have like built in society is this idea of like when you're in a relationship like that's it. Like that's the only person that you really get to be around and like you don't really get to have your own friends and like you have to share absolutely everything which I think is bullshit. I don't think you owe everything shared to your partner. You should have things to yourself. And it's also important to remember that like, it's not going backwards. If anything, I think it's like propelling your relationship forwards. Like you guys are in a place where you trust each other enough. You guys are mature enough to lead your own lives that living separately, like shouldn't even be that big of a deal. Yeah. You know I mean, mean? It, totally. It's what we were talking about. Um, it might have not been on the podcast. Sometimes I get confused when I've said things. I think it might have been in Metamorphosis last week. We were talking about how like um, like one of my clients, she was like, I really want like I want to restart like my business. She like stopped doing her business for a while. She's like, I want to restart my business because if I don't and I just like get a job, then I'm like going backwards. And I'm like, how is getting a job and taking a break from your business going backwards like how like why is having a business put on this pedestal it's just a different way of being it's just a different way of like creating and experiencing creating abundance for yourself like neither is better or worse there's probably a lot of people that have jobs that i would like prefer to have that job over my business and like vice versa not necessarily like me but just as an example like some people might have a business and there's a job out there that's just way more fitting for them where they're going to like really thrive and succeed. And then there's people that have that jobs that like, yes, a business would be the next step for them. But it's just weird how we, yeah, put these like timelines in place of like what is seen as like more, like more successful. Like taking a break from your business and getting a job is not failing or going backwards at all. You're just experiencing something different. And same with, um, same with relationships. Like I don't feel like me and Henry have gone backwards at all. Even though we were literally engaged, like going to get married, like we broke up, we got back together. I feel like we are a million miles forward than if we were to just like stay, like if we would have stayed together in the first place and never have broken up. I literally feel like we are a million miles in the future because of like what we've experienced. Um, it's again, just like this expectation that society puts on you. Like we kind of talked about in our last episode, um, hotline episode is like, you have to ask yourself like, what, like, what do I actually 
what do I actually want? Do I want that person that I'm like attached at the hip to all the time? If so, that's totally fine. But like it doesn't have to be like that. And another thing I was thinking of when you were talking, Ash, was like how you're expected to kind of just like be with this one person and they're like your one all be all everything. It's also like not fair to your partner to, to put that pressure on them, to put that like pressure and expectation that like they need to be everything for you. They need to be your emotional regulator. They need to do all your favorite hobbies with you. They need to listen to the same music as you. They have to like go to festivals. They have to like your same sports team, like same music taste, same spiritual beliefs. Like you really expect this person to be completely the same and enjoy all the same things as you. And if they don't, then you're going to let go of what you truly love and are passionate about in order to just be with this person 24-7. How is this normalized? Yeah, I know. I, I think it's pretty crazy. I think it's it's wild that in like that we that people are so used to giving up so much just to like be with one person and like that's something that I've like recently had to break like with my current boyfriend like he knows like he's not gonna go to any like dubstep or bass shows with me he's more than happy to go to any like house show with me he knows that I'm not always going to invite him out with my friends but he's happy to come along when I do and like but same vice versa, right? Like if I don't get invited to something he's doing with his friends, I'm not offended. I'm happy that I have alone time and like that I get to work on like my personal passions that we don't share. Like he's not a seamstress. He has no interest in designing clothes, but I do. And I want time to work on that. So, and he's not codependent on me of where like if I'm doing something and I'm busy, he's not like lost right? Like he can go and live his own life. Well, I think one of the worst things in the world is becoming so completely like just, yeah, wrapped up with somebody else that like you don't know who you are. Like I, I experienced that in my first relationship. Like I didn't have my own interests. I didn't have my own friends. I didn't have my own anything. Like pretty much if I wasn't with my person, I was just like waiting to be with my person. Yeah, I was in my very first relationship where I didn't have my own friends. I didn't have my own passions. I didn't have my own like anything. And I'd pretty much just sit around and like if I wasn't with my person, I would just like wait to be with my person. Like I I didn't have any individuality. And that like first of all, I just wasn't happy in the relationship. But then especially like when we broke up, or like anytime we did have to be apart for a long time, like say I had to go to like, I remember at one point I had to go on Trek. Do you know what Trek is? No. Okay. Let me just take a little pause here to tell you guys what Trek is. Cause yes, I remember this one time that I was like, you know, dating my first boyfriend and I had to go on Trek and I was literally so miserable because I was away from this boy for like five days. But if you don't know what Trek is, so I grew up Mormon and this happens like every four years where anyone from ages like 12 to 18, like if you're a part of the church, you go on this thing called Trek where you reenact the pioneers coming across the plains and settling in Utah. And it's a full reenactment. So like no phones, no nothing. We literally go into the middle of like Wyoming And we walk like 12 miles a day dressed as pioneers and we pull a hand cart, legitimately pull a hand cart. We have babies. The babies die. I remember like my whole family, you're in like your family with a hand cart and we had a baby and it died and we literally like cried. Like we literally had to be pioneers for five days. That I don't, I don't know. I feel like that is like No, I'm not going to say it's child abuse, but like it was it was really freaking hard. It was fucking hot. I had blisters. I was in this like long, long dresses like a pioneer. I got home and my parents felt they forced me to go. They felt so bad. They like literally apologized to me for days because they felt so bad of the condition that I showed back home, showed up back home with like. Who who does that? I just think it's crazy. That is kind of wild. 
I guys, if you're curious, I can literally put pictures of me at Trek on the Breaking Butterfly Instagram. It is hilarious. Me dressed like a pioneer, walking for all day, walking eight hour, eight hours a day. Like that is insane. But I remember the whole time it was even more miserable because I like could you know, like couldn't talk to my person, wasn't with my person. And it's things like that where like if you can't even spend like a couple days away and you feel like miserable and you don't know what to do with yourself and you don't know who you are and you just hate yourself and feel confused, like you need to like not be with anyone for a while. Yeah, that's a that's very unhealthy and it is very codependent. And shout out Maddie's either pdf or masterclass on how to not be codependent you should definitely check that out that might help you i love you so much yes self-promo uh quitting go to codependency it's on my website it's a masterclass it's pretty good you can check it out if you struggle with codependency yeah um but yeah to, to kind of finish off like this question um it's not going backwards at all and i think the way that you help your partner understand like she says at the end like how do you help your partner understand without being upset or like make them feel like they're not going backwards like how if you were living with someone for years and then you wanted to get your own apartment how would you explain it to them so it doesn't like hurt their feelings or make them upset I mean, I think that it's inevitable like obviously it's going to suck like you and your partner have spent so much time together and adjusting to not spending that much time together like there's going to be some odd and end feelings there but explaining like explaining it from a viewpoint of like I really want to get to know myself and experience what it's like to be like very in tune with myself and making it more about like I need the space to be very in touch with my own life which is going to only further what I'm able to bring to this relationship right like presenting it in a way of what it truly is of just like you can't fill the cup of your relationship if your own cup is not filled and if this is what you need to do to keep your cup full to better your relationship and to continue to like project it on a path of success like this is what you need to do and if they don't understand that then maybe they're not the person for you unfortunately Mm -hmm. yeah I see it as like kind of what Asha said like if you explain it in the way of like what it's going to do for you and what it's going to do for your relationship and that it's yeah it's not about not wanting to spend time with them it's genuinely for your own growth and the relationship's growth and health like I just they're they might be upset at first it might take them a while to understand you also have to realize if they are upset over this it is because we have been conditioned to think of the nuclear family right like how I was talking about like I never even thought of that concept of being like in a super long-term partnership and like not like living together or like having separate rooms. I never even thought of that. So you can't really blame them if at first they're kind of like not even upset if they're kind of like what the fuck? Like let let them. Like let them be like what the fuck. Um because it is a totally new way of being and it's very non-traditional. Um but yeah, over time as you explain that it really is for your own growth, if if you say this is going to help me grow, and your partner says, like, I won't allow that and I'm upset by it, then that's a problem, right? Because, like, your partner ultimately should want you to have what you want. And if you want to grow, like, they should support your growth and your own journey. So I think it's okay if if they're upset at first, like, let them be upset. I don't think there's really a way to go about it that's going to – like, you can't control how you make them feel right? They're going to feel how they want to feel based on how they perceive your decision. Um, but yeah, over time, if they can't, if they can't, um, yeah, come around to, to understanding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make it, present it from 
from a standpoint of it's it's a, it's more about like you and what you need and not that it's a negative thing because if you present it in like a way that could be interpreted as negative like that's where you'll get those hard reactions but they might come around mm-hmm. yeah and definitely like have conversation about like you know, what that will actually look like. Like decide what you want it to actually look like before you bring it up to your partner, right? Instead of just being like, you guys get in a fight and they're like, well, you know, I've wanted my own apartment. I'm going to go live separate, right? Like you could do that or you could really explore like, what do I actually want? And then sit your partner down, like make a nice dinner and be like, hey, I've been thinking this is kind of what I want to do. This is what I imagine it would look like. This is how many times I think we would see each other a week. These are my intentions. Like really like have all the details first instead of just like blurting it out in conversation, like really plan it. Um, Yeah. And like I said, like know what you want it to look like. So you're not just like throwing it out there without any clarity. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Such a good question. I love that people are actually considering like moving away from their partners because like I said, like I I feel like I've had just such a great experience with it that I want other people to experience it. Yeah, totally. Before you break up, try living alone and like dating again. Have them pick you up at your doorstep and take you on a date. That's so fun. So true. Yeah. And I do really love the quote of distance makes the heart grow fonder. I do think that's true in a lot of ways. Um, Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. Next question is, how did you and Henry find your way back to each other? And what are three must-haves that you look for in a healthy relationship? Okay. Here is here is the answer everyone has been waiting for. How did me and Henry even get back together? I know like this has been quite the soft launch. I feel I've just like slowly started introducing Henry back into like my social media and mentioned him in podcasts here and there and everything. Oh. Um yeah, what? I was just going to say I when I, last time I visited you was when you were like, I think this is going to be our hard launch, and then posted a video of you guys dancing. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I guess I've known about this for a long time, but nobody else has. I mean, there's still times, because you know the algorithm and everything, like there's still times where I'll like post a picture with Henry or something, and people are like, what? You guys are back together? I'm like, I've been posting with him for like three months (laughs) now. But yeah, it's just been like a very... uh, there's been some harder launches, but like it's been like a pretty soft, uh, it, like in um, what's the word? Like integrate. So it, it's private almost a little bit. Yeah, we've been keeping it private, but also my life isn't very private just because of the work that I do, and so it's just mm-hmm. been like a slow integration kind of back into, yeah, maybe sharing some of these things because. It is one of the most important parts of my life, and I do really feel like I go through what I go through to share it. Um, Obviously, there's, like, other people in, like, the story, and so you have to be careful with that, but I usually just – I'm very transparent. Like, I always share everything. Um, But anyway, I'll share with you guys how we found our way back to each other. So we broke up. I left and I was traveling for a bit. Um, Our breakup initially, like we didn't really have like the conversation we needed to have. It just, yeah, we, it like things kind of blew up and we just like separated very quickly. And I went and did my thing for a little bit. He was doing his thing. We never just really had like a, like a really good conversation that I feel like um, was necessary. So, and we never talked, like we went no contact. I thought I was never going to see this man ever again in my whole entire life. Like I was like completely moved on. Um, and then I went to EDC and I saw him and he 
I saw him and I ran away. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Like, hello. Welcome to my confidence podcast. I'm a confidence coach. Yes, I saw him and I ran the other way and I cried my eyes out at EDC. I remember exactly where I was. I was at um, Cosmic Meadow. And so that was my first, like, I see Henry and I'm like, oh, fuck. I, he was out of my mind. I was moving on and I literally saw him for one minute and I just fell apart. So then he reaches out and he's like, hey, I'd love to like, you know, be cordial and like say hello to you. Um, I don't think he saw me run away, actually. I think that was just my secret at that point. I was like, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'd love to say hi. Like, let's meet at this set at the back of this stage and we'll just like say hello really quick. And we see each other and it was the one of the weirdest experiences of my life because I thought it was going to be so uncomfortable and it was like the opposite of uncomfortable. Like we were just giggling and just having so much fun and just whatever, chatting. Um, we were seeing Shiba San, which is like one of my favorite artists in the world. And yeah, we were just whatever. We just connected, said hi, went on our merry way. Uh, we ended up staying a day after EDC and decided to have the conversation that we never got to have. Um, like there's just a lot of things that we needed to talk through and kind of clear up. So we like went to a park and like sat on the grass at this park and just had like a very like civil conversation of like just said some things that we needed to say that were never said because we just went completely no contact. Um, after that, I was just kind of like confused, right? Again, like I thought I'd never see this person and I was just like, oh my God, like he's just been brought back into my life. Then I go to Electric Forest and I go by myself, like completely by myself. I bought two tickets so I could have my own tent, right? And I'm like there to have my own little solo adventure. And this time I physically run in to Henry, like at a set. Like I actually like almost bump into him in the crowd and we look up and I remember, I'm pretty sure he just like saluted me. Like he just gave me like a salute <laughs> and I was just like, Okay. At one at one point he came up to me with his both fists like both of his fists closed and he was like, pick a hand. And I was like, okay, left. And he opens it and it's a little like pink bunny toy. And he just hands Aww. it to me. And he just walks away. I'm like, what is going on? A mystery okay. man. <laughs> he is. And so I'm just like, what the fuck? Anyway, you know, we spend some of Electric Forest together. It's a lot of fun. We are just having like, you know, just reconnecting and everything. You know, obviously we've already been having some conversations. Um, and after Electric Forest, we pretty much, at first it really was with the intention of kind of just healing and having these conversations um, that we needed to have. So we kept like meeting up places. Like we had like rendezvous and meet up. At, like in Las Vegas or Joshua Tree or like um, like Salt Lake and like no one would know he's there and like we just kept like kind of bouncing around and like visiting each other and a lot of it was really fun and like reconnecting but honestly those couple months were like some of the hardest of my life because like I've never had such hard conversations like uncomfortable conversations conversations about like literally truly like shadows just heart just talking about hard shit so I think a lot of people like when they get back together like it's because it's the easier choice like it's the more comfortable choice like you see someone go back to their ex and they're like oh like it's just they're going back to what's comfortable there's like nothing comfortable about me and Henry getting back together because it was like a completely new relationship like we this it was hard to be together and even for like six months into us, you know, kind of like reconnecting. Uh, even when we like were officially back together, months into when we were officially back together, it's still hard conversations because like that's just how me and Henry have always been. Even when we weren't dating and we were just friends, if we had like a disagreement or something, we would talk about it for like eight hours. Like we wouldn't sleep because we would never like sugarcoat anything or like leave anything out. We would always just like talk about everything. So 
yeah, we started, we kept just like meeting up and meeting up. Um, things just like kept progressing. It, for a long time, I still didn't think like we were ever going to get back together, but we we're just, yeah, we we're just talking about everything. Uh, and then things progressed even more. And I started to see how much we truly do like align together and our, our partners. And yeah, I remember, I think it was at Disneyland that I asked him to be my boyfriend again. I think we were on the Pirates of Caribbean, actually. <laughs> it's very cute. Great ride. Great very ride. romantic. Love that ride. It's so good. We love Disneyland. Like, it's it's so fun. So, yeah, we are at Disneyland, and I was like, yeah, I wanted to be with him again. That was last October, which is crazy. We've almost been, like, back together for a, another whole year um, but yeah, we've been like long distance since and uh, just figuring things out, like taking it slow, not like it doesn't need to look any type of way. It's just been a very, very slow process. Um, it's still a, a slow process for a lot of things of, you know, mending other relationships like friends and family and whatever. But yeah, long story short, we kept seeing each other at festivals. We started having conversations and just kind of let it unfold from there, like no forcing, just like true human connection and healing. So from the story you just told, what have been the three most important things that you and Henry have really like embodied in this new relationship of your guys's? Yeah, I think, I think the three must haves. Oh my god, it's so hard because like, again, relationships are just so much more complex. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can think of two very simple things off the top of my head that I think you guys exemplify like really well, and two values that I really hold. And one of them is respect, and kind of like that first question, like say, yeah, respecting each other's space, res- re- respecting each other's lives. But then also, like you were saying, you guys had that super civil conversation and got to say the things that you never said, like honesty, just the cold, hard honesty, like no matter what it is, just being true to yourself with your partner. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Honesty, respect. Like I think also just like, yeah, just the desire to be better. That's always been a a non-negotiable for me. Just the true desire to be better because you know, I would say like, oh, we always have to like speak respectfully to each other. Sometimes there are fights where like you're going to yell at each other and you're going to name call and you're going to be mean because you're fucking triggered. And it's about how you it's not about whether you have those bad, nasty fights or you don't. It's about when you do have them, how do you handle it? And like Mm -hmm. for us, it always has been we literally like debrief our fights like we'll have a fight and it'll be like really bad and then we'll like make up and then we'll sit down and be like okay next time what are we going to do better so it doesn't escalate like that or like you know I, I'm going to work on this within myself like I'm going to journal about this so I don't get so triggered about it the next time it comes up in a fight like we actually like look at what is going wrong and we, we just want to to be better. We want to be better for ourselves. We want to be better for each other. We want our relationship to be better. It's for me, it's always been, it's not about having a problem. It's about when you do have a problem, how do you handle it? Like that to me is, is my, my must have, because I think a lot of men, um, especially what I hear from, like with my clients, like even in just metamorphosis and stuff like that, like a lot of them say their partner just kind of like doesn't think anything's wrong. Like they don't think they're doing anything wrong. They don't really like care to fix things. They're just kind of like. Like it's out. fine. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of checked out and just. um, Yeah. They don't have that desire to like truly. Become better. Yeah. I think that's a really that's a really good one of just like yeah the desire to truly become better and especially like within yourself like reflecting on like how do I react in these situations like what can I do to be better because if 
if your partner's not looking at that within themselves and you're not doing like it's just it's not fair it's not an even playing field you guys will never be on the same page with communication because one of you is over here and the other one's over there like I think that's a really great point Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because you're not always going to like fully line up always right Mm -hmm. but you have to want to hear each other out totally yeah yeah you totally have to want to hear each other out and I think that being said, that actually beautifully rolls us into the next question. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, last question you got. Do you want to read it, actually? I feel like I've just been talking a lot. Sure, I can I can read it. Let me pull it up here. All right. <laughs> the irony of me reading this is kind of funny because um, I definitely could have written this, but... <laughs> I have been in a toxic, abusive relationship that turned into a situationship. I have been so hurt. I have reacted in ways I am not proud of, but this person also makes, also likes to make me seem like, quote, the crazy one for having valid emotional reactions from being used and exploited. I obviously did allow it in my life, but because of my poor boundaries, now I struggle with shame of on what others might think of me, even though I know they might not know the full story. Any words of wisdom on this? Mm. Boy, I've got a lot of words of wisdom on this. <laughs> and the Take first thing away. I want to say, the first thing I want to say is that like you can't blame yourself for having poor boundaries. Like this is why you go through situations like this is to be able to recognize like here's where I need to work on my boundaries. Here is where I haven't really been able to set a clear boundary with myself and with others. And as terrible as it might sound, like it's a good thing that you're learning this. I'm sorry that it is probably not in the best way, but take this as a really strong learning moment for yourself in that you, you've already done the first step in recognizing, hey, maybe I didn't set the boundaries I needed to. But now that you've recognized that, now you can move forward from that and start making those changes. So that's the first thing I want to say. Second thing I want to say is about this little last section here. Now I struggle with shame on what others might think of me, even though I know they may not know the full story. Something that I have learned through going through a similar situation is that I don't need everybody to know the full story. In fact, I would rather them not. And I know that the person that I was in this situation with, we have a ton of mutual friends and they have definitely spoke to people that I am close with about me. And it's, it's definitely not things that I would like to hear. And I know that these people are not looking at me with you know, best intentions and highest hopes. So they probably do think I'm a crazy bitch, but that's fine because that's not my best friend, you know, and that's not, I've got like maybe seven women in my life who are like the most important women to me in the world. And I know that all seven of them do not think I'm a crazy bitch. They've, they've heard me out. They know that I am his emotions were just as valid as mine were, even though, you know, things didn't end up right. And all I truly care about is that the the people who are most important to me, like, hear me out and see the situation for what I saw it for, because that's what I experienced. And anybody else, if they have an opinion on it, you know, they think you're the crazy bitch or that you're psychotic or whatever. It's easier said than done. But like, who the f- who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? They are they are of no importance to your life. And if that's what they want to believe without actually getting to like experience you and are just going to go off of somebody else's word who is clearly a toxic, abusive person, then let them live within their ignorance. Like mm-hmm. ignorance is bliss. They don't need to know. They don't even need to have access to your life and to your requirement or to yeah to your life and there it's like there's no requirement for them to have access to it it's almost like better that they don't like they're just not the people for you and it's they're not the ones to be thinking about yeah yeah if someone doesn't know the full story of course they're gonna have a perception about you but their perception shouldn't matter that much because you know that they don't know the full story um 
But if, yeah, if you're still having shame, like, you know, they don't know the full story, but you just still feel the shame about like everyone seeing maybe the, you know, sides of you that you didn't want people to see. I would just say like, own it and focus on how you're going to be moving forward. Like if I had something that I was kind of ashamed of that I did and like everybody knew about it, say I did something like crazy and like everyone at school found about it, found out about it. Like I would just kind of own it and be like, because I'm sure everyone, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people have experienced toxic relationships. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot more people probably relate to you than you think. Like they see parts of themselves in you. Um, And so I think that like, I would just kind of own it and be like, you know what? Yep. I was a little crazy. A lot of my feelings were valid, but I did some things that might look a little crazy and fuck it. Like that's a part of me. That's a part of my shadow. Allow yourself to accept your shadow, integrate your shadow and just kind of, um, yeah, instead of feeling shame for yourself, feel grace and feel, um, yeah, just, just feel some, uh, compassion for yourself And then just focus on how you're going to be moving forward of like, all right, people know that like I did these things and I was in this relationship and I've done things I wasn't proud of, but moving forward, this is who I want to be. This is who I want to create. And eventually the right people, they're going to see this new version of you that you are becoming, right? It's not really going to matter what you did in the past. It matters more about who you are now, right? And if you stay someone that's ruminating on the past, then yeah, all they're going to remember of you and think of you as is your past because that's all you're thinking about. But if you put it behind you and yeah, again, you just kind of like own it and you're like, yep, I did some things, but here's who I am now. That's what people are going to see. Um, essentially, you know, even for me, like I, I was, I was psycho. Like I did some psycho things. I feel like same, same fucking here, girl. (laughs) And there's even like, when I was in high school, I would like break up and go back and break up and go back and break up and go back. And oh my God, the shame of calling my friends at night and being like bawling my eyes out, like we broke up and then seeing them at school the next morning. And they're like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, but he's coming to pick me up from school. They're like, you literally called us the last night that you broke up. We made up this morning. Like that, oh my God, that was shameful. I should have had more shame honestly for that because it was like an everyday fucking thing it was so embarrassing but you know what most people have been there most people have experienced it if not they experience maybe a little bit of crazy in other ways and like I think a lot more people probably resonate just own it and and just move forward honestly yeah yeah I think like you said a lot of people relate to having been having done or said or something that they feel shame about in a relationship and like I mean I definitely have and it's I think though it is the most empowering thing like when I get asked about situations where maybe I wasn't my best highest self and for me to just be like yeah I did do that it was kind of fucked up here's where my head was at and like yeah I just learned x y and z and that's that's the story. Like that's all I'm gonna give you, and that's the story. And then yeah, they people people won't dig further than that because they're they're like, oh, like she admitted to it, and she's not running away. She's owning it, and she's basically saying like, yeah, I fucked up. Here's what I'm doing better. Yeah, like what what can they say if, to that? If it, I mean, if anything, I think that just makes you look amazing. Like if I met somebody that like did something bad and I was like not that I would say this but if I went to that person was like oh I heard you did this bad thing and they were just like yep I did like and like everything Asha said like yep I did that here's where I was at here's where I am now I would be like props like yeah it is what it is I would like respect them more yeah I I think that that's and that's why I said like it's the most badass thing because you it, it might be, feel kind of scary to do, but, like, once you've said it once and can, like, look somebody dead in the eye and be like, yeah, I did that. I'm not proud of it, but here we are today. 
it's it's a pretty crazy feeling because you do feel that respect from people of like oh like this isn't drama anymore like this is someone's life and like they're just moving forward from it Mm -hmm. yeah totally but at the end of the day even outside of this specific question we got like people are always going to have their own opinions about relationships you know Mm -hmm. um even like with my clients like I always tell them bring your boy troubles or your girl troubles here to like our group coaching sessions or to one-on-one sessions with me don't talk about your the personal details of your relationship with like your close friends and family because people are always going to have opinions they're always going to make up their minds about something it's like in elementary school when you like told your mom that Sally said something mean about you and then you guys made up and now you're not allowed to have a play date with Sally because your mom just knows this one bit of detail that you, you know, came home crying about and now she hates Sally. Like, don't go telling your friends and your family, like, everything. Every time you break up, every time there's issues because, like, people are just – they love to judge relationships. They love it and they never have the full story. No one could ever – know fully what's going on in your relationship. Even if they spent time with you and your partner 24-7, they will never really know the intricacies of your connection with this other human being. Like it's just so – it's so complex. Just just know that people are going to have thoughts and they're going to think things about you and you just kind of have to like accept that. Just Just think about how much – they love you for devoting their time thinking about you and like pondering about you. Like, I mean, in the social media world, that's just more views, which is a good thing. So <laughs> it's just mental views that you're getting. We can spin that into a positive. My, my coach just posted something. What did she say? She was like, um, oh, my gosh, I just scared my cat. Oh, yeah. She said no one is more devoted to you than the people who claim to hate you. Exactly. Exactly. So no, so no, that it's not really that they, I think, I mean, in my personal opinion, if, if you truly dislike someone, you will not spend a minute of your time thinking or acknowledging their existence. And a lot of these people are probably just projecting their own shame back onto you because yeah, it's like they can't see inside their brain. They're only seeing what they perceive and they've probably been in similar situations or felt similar ways. And it's just like, why not put somebody down for something that you did so that it doesn't seem so bad for yeah. them, for them, you know, like it's, yeah, it's, it's a them problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. That happened to me recently where someone was kind of like blowing up about me and I was just like looking at their relationship situation and I'm just like are you really that mad about me because I'm looking at what's going on with you and I just think you have a lot more to worry about (laughs) but you're just projecting it onto me right now like yeah anywho well guys I think that's do you have anything else to share on that one no, I feel like that's that's pretty good. I hope that we could, you know, provide some sort of better thoughts to these people in our hotline today. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I love the hotline episodes. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And um, the link for the hotline submissions is in the show notes. I think we'll kind of move away from relationships now that we've done two. Mm-hmm. Not saying you can't like ask questions about relationships, but I want to open up the hotline to other topics. Um, Anything you want to ask about, again, we might also do our tipsy talks. So if you want to just hear us talk about something that's not confidence slash personal development, you can also put that in the hotline. Um, But you can ask us for advice on a specific situation in your life, ask us to talk on a specific topic, ask personal questions, whatever you want to ask whatever feels good it's all anonymous um and yeah we'll be back soon with another another hotline episode and i think that's all all yeah, right thanks thanks for coming on the show <laughs> can we end every episode like that 
And yeah. thanks for coming to the show. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. And I'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your confidence journey to the next level and fully commit to creating your dream life, my signature program, Metamorphosis, is your next step. Metamorphosis is a full transformation into your most confident and authentic self. Throughout this program, my clients finally stop letting things like self-doubt, imposter syndrome, overthinking, and fear run their life. They start and grow successful businesses and manifest dream careers. They release what's not serving them with ease. They manifest their soulmates. They travel the world. They find true peace and love for themselves. Ultimately, they just stop settling and they stop playing small. If this is something you desire, here are some more details about the program. When you sign up for Metamorphosis, you receive access to the official 12-module Metamorphosis program that has over 16 hours of content. Plus, you get 12 group coaching sessions, you get two one-on-one sessions, you get lifetime access to the program, lifetime access to the community, and lifetime access to future bonus sessions and guest speaker sessions, along with all of the homework and action steps and journal prompts for complete integration. And the best part is that you don't have to wait to start this journey. Enrollment is currently open so you can start your metamorphosis today. Simply go to the show notes to learn more and to find the link to apply. And I cannot wait to support you on your metamorphosis and see where your most confident self takes you.